Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Great topics on the table, as the great hacksaw used to say, JT, and also what a week you've had. I want to know, uh, and this might be this might make you a little uncomfortable, but that's good because that's I mean we're just, it's a it's a spontaneous process here. What's it like hosting a post game show after <laughs> after the final score of the football game is three to nothing in an indoor stadium? Well, if there isn't an award for that, there's no award. If there isn't an award for that, you know, uh, the nominees are. Yeah, right. and, and this is the the category would be the worst game ever played. Okay, All category, right. and <laughs> I would be nominated for the Raiders three nothing loss to Minnesota, which turned out to be the lowest scoring game in the history of indoor football. Wow! And wow. If, you let that, if you let that sink in for a moment, this is the home of the Super Bowl this year. Legion Stadium is just it's a palace. I mean, the number one media market has MetLife Stadium. Right. East Secaucus, where my buddy went the other night. Tommy DeVito won the game. Right. DeVito, the Italian lasagna, won the game. He and Zach Wilson were named earlier today the AFC and NFC Offensive Players of the Week. Who's voting? (laughs) So my buddy went to the game, H, and literally, this is true. He left the game. He stayed to the end because Tommy Lasagna came down and had the final drive they won. He left the game. Two and a half hours to get home. They rerouted him, ready for this, through the Lincoln Tunnel and the Midtown Tunnel. Oh, God. In New Jersey, there was some bridge accident. He had to go to the Lincoln Tunnel to connect into New York, then the Midtown Tunnel to connect to Long Island. (laughs) Wow. I work in a palace that door-to-door to to the parking. When I go to a Raider game, I park underneath the building Mm -hmm. in this VIP lot. And after the game, I kind of got to pick it up after the post-game show because I go on Mad Dog. I host my big Sunday night show, the longest-running Sunday night show in the history of sports talk ever. And I have a question. When you say you pick it up, that means JT has to make one of his famous transitions? Yes, I have to make a transition. And okay. I have to get out of there, get home, plug in my machine. But I never experienced anything like a 3 nothing game because when I left the press box, see, the press box elevator, and you've been on – thousands of press box elevators hundreds mm-hmm. in the nfl you got to get on it before five minutes because they close it because the coaches the coaches who coach upstairs in the booth they have the right to leave the press box and go to the locker room or the field in the last five minutes so if you're not on that elevator you ain't getting on okay so I, all right zero 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 i get on the elevator zero zero oh, God. six minutes to go in the game And I walked this gauntlet of the lower bowl, the concourse, to get to my setup for the post-game show, which is in a club lounge, gorgeous, multi-million dollar setting where I do the post-game. And I pop my head into the stands and I watch the end of that game. And I've never seen anything like it. Three-nothing final. The Raiders would have won. They would have went to six and seven. And Al Davis, the late Al Davis and Mark Davis, don't celebrate six and seven. But... Tomorrow night, Thursday night, whenever you're downloading the podcast, the Raiders would beat the Chargers. They don't have Justin Herbert. He's out for the year. Right. The Raiders would have went 7-7 seven and seven until they played on Christmas Day. And I knew that. So the life came out of me. The blood drained out of me as I did an hour and 15-minute post game on a 3 nothing football game. One of the toughest, hardest shows I've ever done, but I get paid to do that. I'm a soldier. 
and I got through. <laughs> and I'm a soldier for Bet Online, our sponsor, JT. All the major sports are in action this week. College football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering needs. The NFL, the NBA, college football, as mentioned, upcoming fights, NHL games this season. They got it all. Head to Bet Online today. Get in on the action. Updated odds for this week. Remember, use the promo code Believe V L E A V and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just for being friends with the JT and Looney podcast. If you've never been to Bet Online, head there now. Put down 250, you get 125. Put down 500, you get 250. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online. Where the game starts. I can't guarantee the sun coming up tomorrow. I can't guarantee my 401k. I can guarantee you I'll never be a part of a 3-0 indoor football game again. That is now checked off the list. I could say that as a broadcaster. No one other than your partner has ever done a post-game show on a 3-0 game. It is one of those times where you do have to remind yourself as you feel all that dread getting ready to turn on the microphone for the first time and then after all the breaks, <laughs> wondering what you're going to repeat and what highlight you're going to play. And that is when you think you're having a hard time, you have to put it all in perspective, especially when you do this. You have to put it all in perspective because that's the only way you get through it. <laughs> and then you have to compare your job to the job people have in Ukraine <laughs> and uh, putting out oil fires and on oil rigs, missing their family in the middle of the ocean. And you have to do that kind of perspective chasing because uh, it's not really all that hard what we do, even when it's hard. Yeah, funny motive. In the post-game show, we have a feature called the sponsor first down of the game. It's okay. brought to you by the sponsor, right? And I'm looking at the guy next to me going, we're 3 of 15 on first down, and two of them were on the first drive of the game and never scored. We're really right. going to do this? We're really going to do the first down, first down of the game, and uh, we did that. And again, I love my jobs. I, you know, working for the Raiders have been arguably the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. You know, the working at Fox, all our years syndicated, everything I do. But you know, a lot of my life has been around that opportunity, and I love that. It just telling you to, I'm amazed in life by when someone like the over under of that game was probably forty something. You know, and it, right. It, so someone was in Caesars. You know the scene in Hangover when they're all on the top suite at Caesars and there's okay. a tiger and Mike Tyson? Someone had to take the under and bet some money and then throw a party at the top of Caesars. <laughs> right. Isn't it great, Tom, when you hit the under? Oh, and my you hit God. the under that early in a game. And, again, it was – it was. I felt so bad for the people. And, and this is another quick thing I want to share with you on that. When the Raiders play at home at Allegiant Stadium, the reason why the other fans are buying so many tickets is they want to go. They want to go to Vegas to a football game. I don't apologize to anybody for that. You want to come, you're a Green Bay fan, Giant Jet. Well, the Vikings brought a lot of fans, and it was the first time I can recall they won on really the last play of the game, 3 nothing, and their fans were in shock. They weren't happy. They weren't sad. They weren't relieved. They were literally walking by me not making eye contact, not saying a word. They kept their whole season alive, playoff-wise. They're in the playoffs as of now. But they couldn't fathom what they watched, and it didn't even hit them. And probably until they got back to their resort casino hotel room. Well, you know what that look on their face was? was? It was, that was supposed to be fun. (laughs) 
That was the look on their face. I, I, I thought that was going to be fun. We left cold Minnesota for this. That was the look on their face. You know, how would you like to be a wife? You know, the wives like to bust chops, right? How would you right. like to be a wife back in the hotel room? And she's doing the math, she's doing the math on the flight. <laughs> it's the game ticket, which they had to buy the game Ooh. ticket in the secondary market, and it's like a thousand bucks a ticket. And then they're back there, and hubby's already down two grand at the roulette table. Or well, how'd you like to be the guy that has that wife? Woo! Yeah, but I'll tell you this much, just like Green Bay, Minnesota fans are some of the nicest in the world. Draymond Green threw a punch. It's the biggest yeah. topic in sports. Uh, yeah. So I went to bed very early on Tuesday night, more so than always. So I didn't see it. I woke up in the morning, turned on my handheld device, and Draymond was trending, turned on Stephen A., whatever, and Stephen A. was going off on it. Everybody was talking about it. So Draymond threw a punch and, of course, said right after that in the cooling down period, because he's ejected from the game, he had time to shower, sit in the locker room, and reports are, I have an insider, so I know my Warriors. Uh, Kerr is almost finished with Draymond. Brian Windhorst reported on ESPN that this is the most expensive roster in the history of sports. Joe Lakin brought him back for one more ring. $400 million. They went over the luxury tax. $400 million. Draymond's going to get suspended. I'll go first. I'll go 12 games. I think he'll appeal and get 10. But Adam Silver's got to control him. Yurkic, the guy through threw the punch at, is going to help with the fine because he thinks Draymond's troubled. He doesn't know what's up with that bro. And I think the teammates of his, I know this to be a fact, that there are several teammates in that organization that are done with him. He's thrown away the season. He has his team intimidated. He's a bully with even his own teammates. He threw the punch at Jordan Poole. They got rid of Poole, a good young talent. This is the beginning of the end for Draymond Green with the Warriors because the Warriors can't handle him anymore. Well, yeah, and I think you might be right for this reason. His age, usually you cool down as you go yep. along. You figure, well, you know, Ron Artest cooled down. Ron Artest got help. Ron Artest you know, was a math major in college, surprisingly, uh, because he was such a hothead. You think, oh, God, that guy's an idiot. Then you find out, oh, wow, he's not. And so he was able to wrap his head around. You know, I can't wrap my head around calculus. He took it for fun. And so he was able to mature, figure out what's wrong, knew something was wrong, knew I'm getting too old to be acting like this, got therapy, et cetera, like, uh, like adults in 2023 do. And for some reason, Draymond Green doesn't seem to be going through that process. And he should. And, and I, I can see why where he might say, gosh, you know, if I lose this chip on my shoulder, am I going to lose some of my game? It's what's made me successful. So that's probably uh, I'm not defending it. I'm saying that's probably some of what's gone through his brain. And so I would say 10 games probably appealed to five. You know, they used to call them cagers because they used to fight so much in the NBA that they used to put a cage around uh, a cage around the. Uh, the court, so the uh, the audience didn't get involved and the fans didn't get involved back. You know, this is back before it was on television. That's the legend. And so there used to be a lot more fighting in the NBA, but they don't want it that way. And and people sometimes look at it through the eyes of race. We don't, and we certainly try not to. Oh, no. But, you know, when they're fighting more, that could bother 
uh, some uh, some people watching. So they're trying to really keep it to a minimum. And so he's going to get he's going to get quite a hefty fine and, and suspension. Well, let's talk about Draymond Green because he's polarizing, but he's also tremendous on television. Oh, he's yeah, tremendous yeah. in what we do, the podcast world, whatever he does. Dr- Draymond Green is a polarizing athlete. Because he speaks his mind. He's right. got the championship rings. He's going to the Hall of Fame. It drives our buddy John and Frazier crazy. I mean, literally drives him off the road. That <laughs> Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. Because he makes one of the most compelling arguments you could ever make. If you took Draymond Green off the Warriors, it's such a great topic, and put him on the Pelicans. I'm talking day one. And you put him on the Nets. You put him on my net. Wherever you put him. He still would have been tough. He's a good, hard-nosed player. He plays really great defense. He's an all-NBA defensive player. So all that you can't take away. But he would be nothing because he can't score. And he plays in the perfect system because Seth and Clay. Those arguments don't hold much weight, though. Excuse me, JT. You put Tom Brady on the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> we never would have heard of him because he would have ended up on the direct Cleveland Browns, wouldn't end up in the right system, et cetera. So those those arguments can be made, and it's fun in a bar or on a podcast. But he ended up on the team that he ended up, and he rose. The cream rose with the rest of that, the great greatness around him. And sometimes that helps guys. Well, let me clarify my point. Okay. He would not be a Hall of Famer. He would be, he would yep. have been a good player. Yep. He'd give okay. his six to eight points a night if he played on the Jazz and he played okay. wherever he was and he wouldn't have been a Hall of Famer. The Warriors gave him a platform. And he wouldn't have gotten away with so much. Wouldn't have got away with so much. He wouldn't have Steve Kerr as a co- coach. He wouldn't have been in that scenario. Now, you can't say that about everybody. You can say that about Draymond because of his limited talent on the offensive end. I mean, he'd be a good defensive player, and he'd be a bully, and he'd be a warrior like a pusher and shover, and he'd be an intimidator, which he is, but he wouldn't have the career. So he does owe the Warriors, and the Warriors owe him a lot. They gave him a contract extension. We did a podcast on that. I said let him go. His contract was up. You're going to retire his number. Retire his number. He's going to have four rings. Let him go. And they brought him back, and now he's causing chaos within the organization. He's bringing a black eye to the league because when the league, you made a good point about fans. Fans don't know Draymond. Stephen A. does. People that know him well know him and say he's a great guy. Right. Yep. Common fan despises Draymond Green because he thinks he's a bully. He's an intimidator. And they think they don't like his style of play, which a lot of NBA fans check out because they don't like the style of the chucking three-pointer. They don't like load management. They don't like Draymond Green. And now Draymond Green heard his team as they tried to bring this team back for one more run to win a championship. And I'm hearing from inside the organization, they're done with him. This was the final straw. They're done with Draymond. Yeah, I think that they should get rid of him and send him straight to the Lakers. I think that's exactly what they should He wants do. to play for the Lakers. He wants to play for LeBron. That drove oh. Warrior fans crazy when he was hugging LeBron and LeBron and all that. Jamon's okay. very smart. That's when Blake Griffin got in trouble with the Clippers. I said, you know, just just, just cut him. And so, it's a, so the Lakers can have him. And I, you know, there's there's a lot of players like that. It's interesting with uh, when it comes to reputation versus reality. And we've known that, too, with guys with great reputations and legends who we sometimes can't even tell the truth about or you lose your job. Tommy Lasorda is one of those guys over the years, and I won't go into the stories. But uh, Rashid Wallace, 
was you know was the guy with the scowl and you would think oh god you would but you'd rather have him babysit your kids than most people but you, we didn't know it and you know the first guys he went on his last nba game he went to the referees locker room first before the games because he knew he was having a tough time over his entire career to referees but he was uh, you know he was a guy married to his high school sweetheart who was a sweetheart himself but on the so, you know so, just like a lot of us when we get in a car Sometimes don't have the same personality if we're nice guys that we do in person. Same thing with Draymond Green on the court. Same thing with Rashid Wallace over the years. There's always been guys with these bad boy reputations on the court or on the football field. And then uh, when the uh, when the clock hits zero, they're nice guys. One of the most passionate eras of my life as a sports fan of over 50 years were the Knicks bully ball team. The Knicks rugby team yeah. that was so good. The only team that could beat them was Jordan and the Bulls. I mean, Jordan and the Bulls did not have to win rings. They were 6-0 and in the NBA Finals because when they got to the NBA Finals, there was no one there waiting for them. It was a right. walkover. It was Greg Ostertag. But when they had to play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals or semis, and the Knicks would send a wall at him of Anthony Mason and Charles Oakley, the Oak Tree, and it was basically tackle football. And Jordan took a lot of the brunt of that. Because Pippen, yeah. Pippen didn't stand up for Jordan that way. Jordan had to stand up for Pippen. And Jordan didn't have a lot of enforcers. Luke Longley, Bill Wennington. But they didn't have the guys that were like Draymond Green. And Draymond was the enforcer for the Warriors. He's been the protector for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson when teams are trying to make a run at him. But, Tom, the point I want to make is, there was no social media when Jordan played in the Knicks. None. There was no oh, right, social media. Right. When Jeff Van Gundy was hanging on the ledge of Alonzo, leg of Alonzo Mourning, the famous fight between the Heat and the Knicks, there was no internet. There was no social media. Now Draymond's getting the brunt of that. He's getting cable debate shows. He's getting TikTok. He's got, you know, YouTube. Everybody's just looking at him, and they think he's a bully. But he is a bully. So the suspension has got to be firm. He's already had a five-game suspension. Athletically, he's a bully. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bully. He's an educated bully. He's a really smart guy. He gets along with Ernie Johnson. Played right. that piece perfectly. Right. He's got the seat on TNT waiting for him when Kenny the Jet, Barkley, or Shaq retires. Done deal. He's going to the TNT set, which is a successful show. But what he did last night to Nurkic and, and the punch that he threw to say he didn't intend on doing that, come on. We got to be smarter than that. He intended to throw a punch. It landed. Well, I, I think that maybe we need to you know, just dig down deeper into that word. I didn't intend to, but maybe he doesn't intend to before a game starts. And maybe he doesn't even almost up until the moment, but whatever issues he has, he snaps. He didn't intend to, but he does. It's a, it's an interesting when you say he's a bright guy. Yeah. That's a very slippery word. Intend. That's a po politician word, uh, you know. Well, let's dive down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Mental, <clears throat> health is, mental health is really important now. Yeah. Everybody talks about mental health. You can go on your iPhone and download a mental health app. Right. It's called Calm, and it could calm you down. And I've, I noticed that today, and I think what Yurkic's comments. Has someone suggested that you get that app? Is that how you know that? No, 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 I, I, my wife thinks I should, the calming app. <laughs> Wants me to go to bed with earbuds on and calm down at the end of the night. I'm watching Gilded Age now, so I'm okay. It calms me down. I knew that had been suggested by someone oh, for you. I, I knew it. Able, I used to be able to calm down with Charlie Rose. 
Because right. Charles Rhodes, I would put him on. He'd have a great interview, but then he'd have the Brain <laughs> Series. And then I would put it on, and I would lightly go to sleep. Then I'd yes. listen to Charlie Rose, but he got in trouble. He got in trouble. I know that a lot of the heterosexuals got in trouble over the years for being heterosexual. Joe Namath did, too. What did he do? The Charlie Rose, what was he? took off his bathrobe in front of I, I, I just, yeah, something about yeah, drinking and, uh, and sexual uh, uh, scandal after the show. But, uh, more than once. Uh, for back to Draymond, I think the issue is going to become he's about to snap. Is there something going on with him? Is there something going on in his personal life? And that's that's where I think the fine line needs to be drawn. But, but, but we don't know that. You know how know. how many years it takes to get an MFCC degree and uh, master's and family counseling, whatever that stands for. And, uh, and so it takes a long time. And so we don't know, and the general public doesn't know what kind of issues he has or whether he's about to snap. No, he, that, that's probably as bad as he snaps. And he probably doesn't at home. And he probably that, that's just oh, he does it work sometimes and his work involves high testosterone activity. Yeah, he's in a high testosterone business. And when guys are hanging all over you and grabbing you and trying to get you to flop or they're flopping, that's a term that Draymond used last night. I don't think Draymond's very accountable. He's accountable to his teammates in the playoffs in the NBA finals. And he's played in some really big games, Tom. I yeah. mean, he's had some games in the NBA finals. Remember, he got ejected in the NBA Finals, and LeBron came back and won a title. LeBron's biggest title was with Cleveland beating the Warriors, and Draymond had a lot to do with that because he wasn't available for a game. Oh, so, yeah. The, the Lakers wouldn't have won back-to-back-to-back finals to bring it back to the Lakers like I do without Rasheed Wallace getting kicked out of games for the Portland Trailblazers, who arguably were the best team in the league a couple of those years. Yeah, so to sum up Draymond Green, he's an on-court bully. I think he plays the media really well. His strength is the media. I thought it was complete bullshit when he went to the press conference last night and said, you know, it wasn't my intent to throw the punch. Yes, it was. It was clearly your intent. Stop it. But the debatable issue that Stephen A. and others were talking about, I think is a good one. Steve Kerr is enabling him. He's enabling him to live like this on the basketball court and to do this and to hurt his team and to put his team in a bad situation. And Steve Kerr doesn't speak up enough about it. Now, Steve Kerr's dad was murdered. We know the backstory. Steve mm-hmm. Kerr is one of the smartest guys I know. He's politically driven. He'll talk politics whenever there's a school or mass shooting. He'll go to the microphone and talk about it. I, I, I respect all that about Steve Kerr. But everything I mentioned is Kerr in deep thought, doing something behind a microphone, and he gets awful quiet. When Draymond goes off the reservation and hurts his team and is not available, you got to be available, Tom Looney, for your teammates. And if you're not there because of a personal transgression, a suspension, you're not there for your teammates, you're letting your team down. But one thing you relate to and one thing I think you'll agree, and that is he's loyal, Mm -hmm. as are you, as am I. And so we would be less likely to sit down into a microphone. We'd be like... We wouldn't be likely to talk about our friends' negatives to anybody, whether there's a microphone or not, other than that friend. Uh, or maybe another close friend who's also a close friend. I mean, that's how t- yeah. tight-lipped we would be, and that's what Kerr's doing. He's a loyal guy. It's a team sport. Uh, what he might say to him in person might be different than what he says into the microphone. But I don't know how much I have. I, I don't much. I don't know how many swipes I'm going to take at Kerr for being a loyal guy. It's my favorite virtue. 
Well, one thing, a little plug for Christopher Mad Dog Russo, because I'm on the Mad Dog Radio channel. Uh, he was on with Stephen A. this morning, and he made a really good point. Stephen A. loves Draymond. They're friends. They talk. Uh-huh. They have a business relationship. And Jay Williams was on, and he knows him. And Mad Dog said, I don't. I'm a fan. Because <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh-huh. And he, everybody else is a fan. They don't know Draymond either. And from a fan's right. perspective, good for him. he looks like he's a troubled human being, really is troubled. And he's got personal issues that affect him on the basketball court, which are anger management issues. And that's why I think Adam Silver's got to come down. So I'll go 12 games because everybody gets to appeal. Even right. in the United States, in court, we get to appeal. Yes. Okay, You did something so heinous, it was obvious you're guilty. But I'm going to appeal it. Draymond will appeal 12 and he'll get 10. That's What do you think? I say, yeah, 10 and 5 is what he'll get. He's good for the league in general. Uh, and he's good for his team in general. I don't, I don't know if the the Warriors get rid of him now that they have all the pressure on him. They might, they might you know, rally around him, but that's not the question you asked. Ten and five. The Lakers have the gall to say they're going to hang a banner. Uh, here you go, pushing my buttons. Tournament for winning the load. It's not the in season tournament. It's the load management tournament and i'm going to get in a podcast the load ma- yeah the load management trophy <laughs> the lo- that's going to be a great segue to our final topic of greg popovich losing 17 <laughs> right. in a row the king of load management the guy who has a statue of himself outside the load management hall of fame <laughs> the in-season tournament was here in vegas my son went you know he loved kobe when kobe was alive yes he's a big laker fan he escorted tim brown the hall of famer to the game sat courtside with Tim Brown. That was so great to say. And LeBron came out of a timeout and fist bumped Tim Brown and said, legend. And it moved Tim Brown. Moved him. Wow. Tim, Tim wow. Brown doesn't go to a lot of NBA games. Wow. Right? The football player. Anyway, they come to Vegas. They play. Say what you will about it. I wasn't a fan of the in-season tournament, but it worked. It worked. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. It was a Laker home game. Vegas is a huge Laker town. This is the town where Kareem broke the all-time scoring record. The Lakers played a game at the Thomas and Mack and Kareem broke the record that night and it's close to LA, but you cannot hang a banner at the crypto.com formerly Staples center anywhere near a banner of two for Kobe 24 and eight. He had two numbers, Wilt Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, you cannot hang this fraud of a banner. You hang it in El Segundo, <laughs> the Lakers practice facility in the weight room, in the weight room, because it's all about we're going to care. We're not going to load manager Lipton weights. We're going to win the NBA Cup. But, Tom, you go to Staples Center often. You have a secret parking spot. I do. How the hell can you hang this banner? Well, I think it's the NBA and LeBron James being good team players, which we're also a fan of. And they're, they're, every, while everyone poo-poos this trophy, they might as well do the, you know, give, do the NBA a solid and treat it like a big deal. And I think that that's, that's part of it. Now, you're, you're, you're being very hyperbolic when you're saying they're putting those banners next up to next to Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson. Well, they're putting them also next to 18 world championship banners. Mm-hmm. So that's another, I mean, that's do, do, do they belong next to those banners where you had to fight through incredible odds 
to win NBA titles uh, with with Kobe and Powell and Kobe and Shaq and all the Showtime Lakers and all those great teams. Do those banners belong next to those? Or does that new banner belong next to those? Well, no, but it's new and it's fun and it's a new shiny object to hang. And uh, you, you can't get me to uh, this is a, I'm like Steve Kerr with Draymond Green when it comes to the Lakers. <laughs> My son, my son this morning, right before the podcast, he's working and he's at the kitchen table and he goes, oh, dad, you haven't hung a banner since 73 for the (laughs) at a garden party. You would have hung that banner right next to Billy Joel. Do you know that Billy Joel, (laughs) Billy Joel and Fish, the rock act Fish have banners at Madison Square Garden, Fish with consecutive sellouts and Billy Joel for the number. And I'm like, "Eh, you got a point there, but. I remember the line back. That's a in great the day. point. I remember the line back in the day. Someone said it was. It came from a Laker topic that the Utah Jazz were hanging Western Conference champion banners, and the Lakers would never do that. And I don't think the Lakers. I could be wrong. Please correct me. I don't think the Lakers hang Western Conference champion. Oh no, that was a big brag. That's how. That's no. when. Whenever that happened, that's what. That was the knock that the Lakers don't hang conference championship banners. But you got to hang whatever you whatever you win, especially when you're all these other teams around the league. You never usually have a chance. Okay, so why didn't Greg Popovich get fired after losing 14 in a row, or 15 in a row? Oh. How come the big breaking news story out of NBC Boston today, and it seems to be accurate, is that Belichick's gone? At the end of the year, there's several yeah. outlets saying, I believe Belichick should resign. I'll be right on this. He'll resign, and he'll stand up there like a retirement party. It'll be Robert Kraft and his son, Jonathan, on either side of him. Belichick will be in a suit, and he'll resign with dignity. But why does Pop get another chance to suck and then win and then suck for three years and win? Why is there no pressure to fire Pop after losing 17 in a row, which is impossible to do? Reputation. Okay. It's an important lesson for the children. It's always coming back to the children. We have to protect the children. And that is when you get a reputation, good or bad, it sticks with you. And it helps you out when you should be fired. And it gets you fired quicker. Or like Rashid Wallace, let's do a callback. Get you kicked out of a game quicker. Or Draymond Green. How often does Draymond Green get kicked out of a game before he should? Quite often. Reputation. Okay. Well, I think it's a scam. I, I just find it amazing because I know yeah. Pop. I have people inside the Spurs too. When Pop goes on the road, he has those wine dinners with yeah. like the $200 bottles of wine, but the $1,000 bottles of wine. Right. Everybody a speech. He's a good about World War II. He's a World War II historian. So he'll have a speech and he'll pair it with a wine. And a tuna tartare and a steak. <laughs> and he's allowed to lose right. seven. He's allowed to lose seventeen wow. in yep. a row. Like it's no big deal. And that's oh, I mean, it's just, deal when Pop loses seventeen in a row. Oh, Pop, what's on the wine menu tonight? We've lost nineteen <laughs> in a row. What what are we having? What are we pairing with our wine tonight, Pop? Then this is what's upsetting a lot of uh, people under 40 in the United States of America. We're not like we need some more younger coaches, younger politicians. Uh, running for president, running for Congress, running the Senate. Oh, my God, everyone's 90. So uh, same thing in the NBA and the NFL. These wonderful people who've done a, you know, who've done a so-so job for the past 15 years or so uh, need to move on. Thanks for joining us on the JT and Looney podcast. Happy Hanukkah. 
uh, a little bit of a happy uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas ahead of time. That's coming oh, up. Yeah. You got the tree up yet? The tree's up. Yeah, tree's same up. here. Wife does an amazing job with that, and we'll we'll have one more podcast before the New Year's. And I'll tell everyone again that I picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. And I picked the Ravens. Look at those Ravens, baby. Can you imagine if we get it right and it's Cowboys, Ravens? It's starting to feel that way. It, it is starting to feel that way. Though. And, the, and when you take a look at the defenses, too, though, the Cowboys have to get by that defense of the San Francisco 49ers. But look at that. Cowboys have a great a top five defense as well. Look at this as I'm looking at the defensive statistics right now. Top four defense when it comes to points given up. The only thing that matters. San Francisco, number one. Baltimore, number two. Kansas City, number three. And Dallas, number four in defensive points given up. That's what that'll, that's what will keep Kansas City in it because their offense won't. We, we don't say the podcast is better than Joe Rogan. We don't say but, that, but it's better than most. And well, you know, he's, a, he's got Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about the origins of the universe. But uh, but it's it's right, it's, it's right. It's in the running. Subscribe to the podcast, also on YouTube. Find us anywhere. Share it, and we appreciate it. Have a great night. Have a great day. Have a great west, rest of the week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Wow, thank you for listening to all 33 minutes and 33 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. How symmetrical is that? We're powered by Medela and we're powered by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.